Welcome to a special edition of Splitting Hairs, um, a rather informal edition. I just wanted to have a conversation here with uh, Jason, who works with me on the show, post-production, pre-production, graphics, all that good stuff, um, just to kind of talk about what my experience has been um, kind of kicking this project off and where I've come from and where I would like to go with it, but mostly you know, the bumps in the road and, and, and how it's, the journey's been. I started off, uh, you know, just having, um, my own experience with other podcasts. And, uh, I think I was a late bloomer with that. I was probably one of the last people to find out what podcasting was about. But when I did, I was immediately hooked. Um, me too. Yeah, and you know, quickly found some of my favorite podcasts out well, it's there. Funny you turned me on to podcasting. Yeah, I mean, it started with audiobooks, and then I learned about podcasts, and um, and it just sort of planted a seed. Uh, I think it, it 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 always goes that way. When did the light bulb go off? Where you thought I've got an idea or a concept? that I think would be great for a podcast? Well, I think the idea truly started when I first started doing hair and was introduced and meeting other, you know, whether it be people I worked with or my clients and just all the different personalities and how um, just interesting the whole dynamic was and was always kind of surprised that there wasn't you know, reality shows or, or other things, a whole, you know, people have done this before. Um, but really when the idea of podcast came into mind is when I discovered uh, Anthony Ponce's mm-hmm. uh, podcast, Backseat Writer. That's how I got introduced. Yep. Perfect. When I first started listening to his podcast, the format of it was, uh, you know, him meeting these random people, not, you know, pre-selected. No, he had no idea who was getting into his car. <laughs> um, and the conversations that would come up, uh, unplanned event right, being right, recorded right. and what moment, comes of it. Sure. Um, and not to mention that I was like, oh, my God, you could shoot a podcast while you're working? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah there you go. Yeah. And, and it just kind of... It, triggered something where uh, it's very similar you know a cab driver experience is something very similar to what we do as hairstylists except as a hairstylist it's an intimate experience because you're touching a person without knowing anything about them you're 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 changing their appearance and 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 they're almost you know many people identify their personality with their their hair and how they how they look so right 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 and the trust that is developed. And, absolutely, absolutely. And then in, in return, your clients, uh, they, they share things with you that are, are things that they would not tell any, anyone else, including doctors and, and yeah. therapists and things like that. Sure. People tell me the craziest stuff or talk about the craziest stuff, their ideas, their plans, their troubles. Sure, sure. Uh, really, hairstylists double as therapists. Oh, of course. In many cases. Yeah, absolutely. And it's shocking to me that we're not required to take, uh, you know, <laughs> psychology you imagine? 101. That would be horrible, though. Don't put that out there, though. Oh, no, you I You guys have it. to go through enough and to get licensed and certified. You don't need another thing. But I do appreciate the sentiment. I, I think it's great. 
Yeah. Yeah. And so that that experience in itself, um, I felt warranted mm. a show of some kind. And, and then, then sure. the podcast seemed to be a great platform for it, uh, af- especially after hearing Anthony sure, Ponce. Sure. Um, and so... Then I had uh, a, a particular client that I, I had spent about a week taking his dreads out. and uh, Shogi. Shogi, yes. What a wonderful human being, man. Yes, and you'll see him yeah. very soon that's in, in season started. two. You're right. That's what kind of was a catalyst. Yeah, that's yeah. when it became like, okay, I'm doing this. Because we were talking about so many cool things. So Shogi, being um, an actor, model, all those things, uh, was currently on uh, working on a, his own show uh, with another group of people, and him and I just started kicking the idea around, and I started to realize this is possible. Yeah. And then, um, really, it came down to how to make it work, and that right. was where I was stumped. Right. And well, if you don't mind me interjecting, so this is an interesting point, right, because... I think that, um, and let, let's be clear. I mean, you had said earlier, I, I might have been one of the last people, you know, in the game, if you will, to learn about podcasts. Um, I would say that, no, it, it's not true. Because from my own personal experience, I talk to a lot of people. They don't, they're like, podcasts, what's that? So it's a great thing because that means that there's, you know, lots of room to grow. But my question to you is, at this point, what I'm curious about is that you had your experience with Anthony Ponce, right? Which is not filmed. It's, right. It's, it's strictly audio. So right. um, at some point, initially, at least from what I can remember, initially the idea was you were really focused on sort of this strictly audio sort of thing, which I firmly believe and actually I already know from certain guests that you've had that that would work. But when was it that you sort of realized that this could be not just audio, but but video, you know, and filmed as well? And right. some might call it a vidcast or a video cast or video podcast. I think we're still in the in in, in the world in a, in, a, in a time, if you will, where we're all kind of trying to figure out like how where these things fit, um, which is great because, in my humble opinion, I think you're kind of already doing something that's fairly cutting edge in in this area. When was it that you that you kind of made that leap where you were like, it's not just a traditional, strictly audio podcast, but also a show or a video? Well, yeah, I realized um, at, you know, some point that the conversations uh, are, are, you know, always going to be there. But um, the fact that I'm a hairdresser, it, 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 there's a lot of visual uh, thing, things that happen as far as understanding where, you know, if I'm not talking, I'm, cut, you know, I'm cutting hair, and I felt like people would need to see that whole interaction to completely relate and feel as if they were there too, just as if you were in a salon. Um, when, when I'm cutting someone's hair in the salon, there's, there's conversations and, and things happening all around me. And I felt like without the visual, some of that would be lost. Yeah. Uh, as well as just being able to show a transformation right. with, with the guest. Right. Um, however, it, my goal was not at all to be about demonstrating hair techniques or technical skill or trying to teach anybody yeah, right, anything right, right. about hair. 
but I think it, it's, it, it is important to see visually kind of what's going on in the interaction and to understand the uniqueness of the the, the intimacy that's sure. between there you go. me yeah. and the person sitting in my chair um, and, and how these conversations get so right. uh, in-depth or, right. or whatnot. Um, we've only just started, and I'm learning uh, as this about this interview process that sometimes it's hard to capture uh, that, that um, spontaneity or, or, or mm. especially because some of the people we've had on the show were my friends or clients mm. that I, I already knew. Uh, but I look forward to being able to capture yeah. just that unique moment right, right, when right. you're meeting somebody for the first right. time. You know what I think is interesting? Um, and we've, I think we've touched on this before. I think most people could relate to this. I mean, as clear as I can remember, even back as a child before I'd ever, you know, had an alcoholic drink, for example, a beer or a shot or a glass of wine, there was always, you know, it, it was portrayed in movies and TV shows clearly that there was this thing that would happen between a bartender, right, and a customer. And what's funny is I, I just think it's an interesting thought. <laughs> what a fine line between a pair of shears and a beer, I mean, clearly nobody's drinking a six-pack while they're sitting in your chair. Except for Frank. <laughs> That's right. The Metal Chef episode. That is true. I stand corrected. But when I mean, you think, and there are, obviously, there are some salons. Hey, would you like a glass of wine? Whatever. But the point being that, and, I, you know, and I, I, this is a question, again, to you. What, really, like, what is it? What is it about sitting in a chair in a salon, possibly with someone that you've literally never met. It's the first time you're new in town. You moved here from Detroit, you're, you're or wherever. You're new to Chicago. You found, you know, Maureen May. You're in her chair, and all of a sudden, within like you know five, maybe ten minutes, you're telling this girl where you hid the body. How the heck does that happen? What is that? Yeah. Uh- Quite honestly, I I don't have a answer for that other than, like I said, the intimacy and trust that you're giving in this person. You're, you're you know, you're sitting in their chair. You're letting them, you know, transform your hair or, or do whatever, you know, whatever it is that you are looking for. Right. And they're touching you. I mean, it's the only job I can think of where somebody sits in your hair and within the first, you know, 20 seconds of meeting them, you're... You're, you have your mm-hmm. hands in their hair and on their right, shoulders right. and you're, 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 you know, you're, you're, there's physical contact. So right. that immediately um, opens up sort of a, a gate there for communication. And uh, I think good hairdressers let the, the client talk, you know, it, 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 I, 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 go back and forth, but really I, I want to hear their story. And, you know, most people who doesn't like to tell their story, who doesn't like to sh- talk about what's going on sure. with them or what they're working on or their problems or whatever, especially when I'm completely on bias. I have no uh, judgments right, or anything. Right, right. So pretty right. much anything is anything goes. Right. Um, well, and they know, and they know, yeah, now I could see that. And not to mention, hairdressers are usually a pretty lively, goofy bunch of folks. Right, so right, right. I think it's easy well, to open up to most. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. Just I'm thinking as you're talking, 
I mean, it's a pretty intimate experience to go to the dentist and have someone with their hands in your mouth, <laughs> which is clearly why you can't tell them your story because you can't talk. Yeah, but But it's... number one, and then number two, it's just a very sort of dry, planned out, very sort of stock, like medicinal environment where you're just terrified, quite frankly. But yes. for some reason, and I agree with you 100%. Because being a guy who's played in bands and I, you know, I'm very into my hair and my image, I mean, I have actually developed relationships that I still have. Uh, well, there's one guy, actually. It's not multiple. But the stylists that, you know, just that, that whole process. And in some way, I think, I think, too, and I think you would agree, is that just the process of getting to know what they want with their hair, whether it be color or the cut, you get to know their personality even through that. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And um, especially when it comes to color, you're not just spending, you know, a half hour with this person. I've done color corrections where I am with the the client for eight hours. And in Shogi's case, a week. Yeah. For hours every night trying to de-dread his... uh, his hair and, and yeah. salvaging what we could. Yeah. And that process, you know, takes a long time and, and you really get to know people. Mm-hmm. And then on, on top of it, if you, if you do a good job and, and you are connecting with the client, they come back to you, I've, you know, over years. So, right. you know, it's, it's really a, a unique thing. And, and many of those experiences have turned into great friendships. Yeah. So, you know that that was kind of the the whole premise of the show. Cool. Um, well, I think what's great. So we've established like you know the premise of the show clearly. I think we did pretty good with season one, just kind of setting the groundwork for that. Well, and on that note, in terms of like right season one, and you you know clearly this is a new venture for you. Talk a little bit about I guess some of the. Were some of the biggest challenges that you sort of faced and feel like maybe you did overcome or perhaps even going forward still need to address? Um, yeah, that was probably one of the most frustrating experiences I've had. However, the most exhilarating and exciting and, and I had, it was just a whole new field things that in, are involved with a, a podcast I had never uh, done before I am not a tech savvy gal I'm not you know other than Facebook and emails never been much on it with computers so all of this was I had to learn everything from the ground up and do my own research I was fortunate enough to meet a videographer uh, who happened to be a client and oh, that's ironic, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of cool. That's how it happens. Yeah. Um, and we kind of, you know, she was looking to do something like this. Um, she was new in the industry, but uh, she had a bit, uh, well, quite a bit more knowledge than I did. So she was able to kind of get me started. Right. Um, unfortunately, in the long run, things didn't work out, but I was able to... Uh, learn a lot of things such as editing. I thought her job would have been editing, but it turns out I had to take on wow um, all of it. How did you do that, though? 
on my I mean, own. You've never done that before. I mean, I'm just asking. I mean, obviously, I know we're, we know each other, but I don't know that we've ever talked about this. I mean, what compelled you to overcome that hurdle? That's a huge thing, well, when actually. People aren't uh, meeting, you know, deadlines or 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 following through with what they say they're going to do. Um, you know, the old saying, it's not done right unless you do it yourself, kind yeah, of became, perfect. Pr- you know, uh, prevalent for me. So I just mm. started uh, spending, I mean, nights after night after night after night. You know, I, sometimes I'd go two, three days in a row with barely sleeping, just watching tutorials and reading everything I could about Adobe Premiere. Okay. And... Did, well, right, and... Just to clarify, that's the program that you've used and are yeah. clearly using. Yes. Currently using yeah. Adobe Premiere. Cool. I, I, awesome. I had Final Cut, but um, the program that my videographer had was Adobe, it was Premiere. Okay. Okay. And she, you know, when I was with her, I had seen, watched and learned a couple commands that mm-hmm. kind of started me off and I just I just kind of just went for it did and you try to use Final Cut at any point I did and I, I don't know I think I, I feel like our I I just I couldn't do what I was able to do with well, Premiere I'm, I don't I'm not knowledgeable enough to right. even explain why well that correct is, me if I'm wrong though because I, I think you told me this at some point isn't Premiere is actually more advanced than Final Cut or is it the other way around um, well, I don't want to get haters on here, but uh, I, I don't, I don't know that it's so much that it's more advanced. I'm it's sure there's different. much I could do with Final Cut that I just don't know of yet. But sure, I just like the format, the way uh, Premiere lays each, you know, audio track. You know, sometimes we would have three, you know, you know, uh, audio tracks to line up and then the video right. and the close-up and the wide shot and then, oh, it reminded me of a music staff oh. and visually i was able to you need to understand you need that. to elaborate on that why did it remind you of a music staff let, let, because them. that's how anybody that has done this before or any editing and use this program the way it's each like audio video it, it's set up in bars you know very much looks like a music staff Right. Or a music. You, you know what? Uh, you are so, so you are always so humble, but you're not telling them. Why would you even know what a music staff looks like? Well, obviously, yes, because I I studied music my whole Thank life, you. and and it just um, the way the program is set up, I was That's visually cool. able to, I guess, make make more sense of it. Um, nice. And and make the cuts more fluid. And, and actually yeah. visually see where the audio, you know, right. breaks were. Well, it's clearly I, meant to be, for sure. Yeah, it just worked out. I, I can't yeah. really give you a very good techie explanation for it, because I, I don't know enough yet. But right. uh, I just was more comfortable with okay. Premiere and stuck cool. with it. However, uh, barely skimming the surface. Yeah. Um, but I discovered that I love editing and mm, really you like it a lot. Yeah. And cool. would love nothing more than to just keep getting better at it. Yeah. But because we were doing, we were shooting video and audio and having to line all that up. Um, I realized pretty quickly and even by the, you know, at the end of the season, what needed to happen and, 
the audio aspect of it was my oh, biggest struggle because okay. I, 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 there's only one me and only 24 hours in a day. Right, right. And I was able to figure out how to edit the video and, and line up the audio. But as far as, you know, doing the, the sound, you know, engineering, I'm just right. now starting to learn some right. of the terms and what's required. Right. And, uh, and in some ways embarrassing because I feel like I, fell short there but you know you can't do what you don't know until you know well exactly and you said it perfectly and you know let's be real about it i mean the fact of the matter is most of my favorite you know whether they're movie directors movie producers uh, musicians artists um I, I and myself being a musician and a lover of music and movies and videos and all in this podcast thing and all of it when you really dig deep, when you really get into and start learning about the history of, say, someone in particular that you are inspired by or admired, nine times out of ten you find out that they started exactly where you've started. Exactly. And, 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 and that's – Yeah, that, and that's inspiring to me. And that's why I don't give up. Right when I think I'm completely just getting nowhere, um, I, I look into – some of that, you know, for example, uh, well, and Joe Rogan uh, podcast. Joe! Yeah. I, I also had a play in this just because um, he was doing YouTube as well as audio. And I remember thinking like, oh, wow, I didn't, I didn't even know that was a thing. Wow, that's right. And I, I really liked watching the video opposed to just listening to sure. it because you could see the facial expressions exactly, and all that. Exactly, exactly. However, I remember, you know, I was thinking, well, it's just a couple of guys are, you know, sitting across from the yeah. table. There's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally, He's I want to do. He's not cutting anyone's hair. I want to do more with this and, you know, thought, like, what I was doing was pretty mm. interesting and in that it, it could be, it would be great on video. So, but also when I, I kind of read some of his story or him listening to his episodes or I read it somewhere, I don't know, but he was talking about his first, you know, he's been doing this for like 10 years and his his first shot at it. And he was saying he was sitting on a couch with like one microphone. He didn't have all this equipment and, right. and production staff and people doing all this for him. You know, he, he, he got there over, you know, years of putting the work in and, and right. learning. So... It's just um, just little stories like that keep me going, and you know as well as right. even just some of the indie podcasts and the sure. and, and joining different groups on Facebook or whatever and hearing what they're going through, and I'm like, oh my god, I was just you know having <laughs> that problem. Okay, thank yeah, yeah, God yeah, I'm yeah. not the only dummy Isn't out that there. Great though, that's I, yeah, that's great. It's great. Those communities are so valuable and so essential and so necessary. Um, and on top of it. I mentioned Anthony Ponce's uh, podcast, Backseat Writer, and we were fortunate enough to, to for him to agree to be a guest. So he was on our show, and um, him becoming a you know a friend, and in his his advice was priceless, and and really, you know, we we shared a. Yeah. A, a lot of you know taking risks and you know either whether it be quitting or taking time off from our main job to work on this and just taking risks and and always yeah always no matter what getting better you know with every episode and learning from every mistake and yeah. you know there's tons of rookie mistakes uh 
Great. But, uh, rookie mistakes. I like how you said that. Yeah, Perfect. and his favorite thing to say was nail it before you scale right, it. Right, exactly. So I feel like our first season was just testing the waters. And now, I guess this is where I, the, mm. I'm leading um, for this is now with season two, I feel like it's all kind of coming, all these ideas and thoughts and experiences I have are coming down they're getting organized and, and coming to a head because I have a vision and that I feel will actually be able to come into flourishion now with the the people behind me. Um, we there have you go. we have a new uh, videographer and who is capable of the the concepts and and things that I see in my head. Right. I want the show to be more than just a haircut. There's a place for just. For tutorials. I mean, that's fine. But that's clearly not what you're trying to do. No, but it's not just that. It's just in a half hour, an hour, uh, you know, videos have to be kept short. Um, and you can't really uh, get as much as I'd like about the guest in just, you know, that one haircut. And then especially as I'm learning how to interview or or not even interview, but how to interact with my guests right. and the conversation flow. Um, I, I always wanted there to be a, what they call B-roll, where we get more in depth with what the guest is up to, whether they're an artist or a musician or chef or, uh, you know, in film themselves or whatever it is they're doing to be able to Can I ask you a question? Have, I didn't mean to interrupt, but can you? I, I clearly don't know. I mean, seriously, I'm ignorant. What What is exactly? What do you mean when you say B roll? And is that, that was I was about to explain that. Sorry, I'm sorry. B roll, uh, I believe is it's footage that's other than the main shot. You know, we have the haircut and and the oh, conversation, okay. but B roll is where we're going to shoot. You know, where maybe the the client works or. Or just uh, you know what, following them around in everyday tasks or, or things that they do on a regular basis. I haven't quite you know depending on the guest. I don't always I won't know exactly what the B roll is, but it's outside of the apartment, uh, in their own environment, kind of showing who they are, getting in a little more depth of their character, as well as I have uh, the idea, you know, with the B roll being introduced I think we'll add an element that'll just kind of keep people engaged and then um I kind of over time took it a step farther and realized that a lot of the people in my chair are are characters they're they're funny interesting people and it's I I kind of came up with a concept of introducing actual scripted characters that become part of the show or around the show, just as in would be as an experience in a salon where you're there getting your hair cut with your stylist, but there's all kinds of silly uh, things and, and conversations and all kinds of things happening it's around. It's like Seinfeld in a salon. Yeah, actually, yeah. Actually, if you think about it. Yeah, and, and I mean, there's things happening all around you in a salon, and I kind of wanted to bring that element into it, so... This season, I have some characters in mind and, and things that will tie the first season into the next season and uh, create a bigger picture, um, kind of a sandbox of people and, and characters. Right. Yeah. You know, And each episode will have a story 
um, that follows both, you know, the guest and what they're doing in my chair, as well as uh, the people around us and the antics and shenanigans going on around just in in this little apartment of well, mine and the people a, yeah, Sam, that are part of it. Yeah, that's oh, great. Yes. Yeah, um, Makes sense to me. But. So that's kind of the direction uh, it's leading up to. Uh, a lot of pre-production has to be done and getting these ideas and thoughts organized. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the stage I'm at now. Do you sleep? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think many people doing this sort of thing do get a no, lot of sleep. No, they don't. They don't. I'm excited to be working with uh, my new videographer who actually is a professional uh, and, and, and does this kind sort of thing for a living, not necessarily podcast, but, uh, sort of journalism type approach. Right. right. Uh, and he also happens to be a musician and spend more than paid more than his dues in the audio at, you know, yeah. world yeah. and doing sound recording and, and, and working with all that. So he, it's going to be really fun, uh, to, to work someone with his level of expertise and therefore I'm going to get to learn more about the editing process and, and, and get better and better at it. Yeah. But I think there'll be more room for the creative, uh, concept and aspect of the show that I'm not doing it all myself. I have a really interesting question. Do you think that ever, maybe later, later down the line in an episode, that you might be the guest. Absolutely. Wouldn't um, that be interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I've already... But I've already... Cut, cut your, well. I've already got... No, I'm not going <laughs> to reveal anything now. I already know exactly how that's going to play out. Do you? And where and how. It, yes, I do. Wow. Um, that's cool. I could just say, you know, I, I we'll do... See. I am a hairstylist, and other than this podcast, I do work in a salon... Uh, in uptown Chicago, spoil me salon, and uh, and there are more than enough characters to fill <laughs> airtime. Um, so I yeah I have a thought about that and yeah. but that you know that'll be down the road. I want to sure. establish kind of the new format and and direction and make the mistakes that are going to be made and figure out how to fix them before you know I veer off the path too much. But um, cool. I. Just kind of wanted to share my experience and, I mean, how frustrating some of it can be. I mean, just as simple as figuring out how to use and what an RSS feed is. I'm still not even sure I understand what the heck it is and how it works. But just little things that uh, I've encountered and I, 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 I know others have as well. So I just thought this would be a fun little sidebar and talk about the process. I'm going to call this seg- this arm of splitting hairs, share your process. And I'll be uploading little, you know, little moments as we go along um, just to kind of share what, what I'm going through. And maybe some of you can share what you're going through with me and we can help each other out. Well, uh, I can say I've learned a lot from you today and it's inspiring to me even though i don't have a podcast yet 
I say that to everyone that I talk to. Everybody <laughs> yeah, I talk yeah, yeah. to yeah, always yeah. says, well, I don't have a podcast. I don't know. <laughs> and I always say, yet. Yeah. Anyone could have a podcast if they they have, you know, wow. something they want to talk yeah. about or, or put out there. It doesn't yeah. have to be, you know, a full-blown, you know, video or whatever. It could just be an idea or something they're passionate about. Anyone can have a podcast. So you don't have a podcast yet. Thank you. Well, Thank you kind of do now. You're you're here. We're doing it. Yeah, we're doing it. You're part of. You're part of. I lo- there's a good. I love that. Be a part of. There's another little little meme, if you want to call it that. Do they do memes? Think in, as if and they, be part of. Yeah, think as if and be part of. That is the best place to end this conversation. I can't even think of a better way to end it. Thank All right, you, guys. Lorraine. You're awesome. I look forward to comments and any, you know, of sharing your process. Uh, so, you know, tune in. Probably by the end of December, we'll have uh, some episodes going, and I will keep you posted in the meantime. All right. Bye bye. <laughs>